Praise God. Hallelujah. God bless you this morning. I'm Pastor Tuck, and welcome to the Word at My Church. If this is your first time joining us, we want you to know you're in exactly the right place. You're exactly where God wants you to be. And I want to encourage you to share this broadcast with at least three people. Because as believers, we have a mandate to spread the gospel of Christ all over the world. We are a teaching ministry with a mission to help people get better by teaching them how the word works. So go ahead and get your Bible, your notebook, your pen, your highlighter, and let's get ready to dig into God's word. But before we do, let's begin with our Bible confession. So go ahead and take your Bible in your hand and repeat after me. This is my Bible. I believe every word. I am who it says I am. I can have what it says I can have. I can do what it says I can do by hearing its word and applying it by faith. It'll change my life. So I declare right now from this day forward that my life will never, ever, ever be the same again. And neither shall the life of anyone with whom I share this word. So I declare I'm going to share this word with someone so that their life may be changed forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us bow our heads in prayer. Precious God, Lord, we thank you today. Father, we thank you, Lord, for the moments of preaching. And Father, Lord, I ask you now, Father God, Lord, that you would move me aside. Take my place. Speak to your people. Father, Lord, I'm just a vessel of your choosing. Father, and I ask you, Lord, that you would use me however you see fit. Speak through me. Speak for me. Father, I ask you, Lord, that you would, Father God, say what you want to say. Do what you want to do. Lord, touch the lives of your believers. Father, because I believe, Father God, you have called us for such a time as this. And Father, I ask you now, Father God, that you would equip us for the work that you've called us to. Father God, Lord, we are in a season, Lord. Father God, Lord, where the earth is looking for the manifestation of the sons of God. They're waiting for us, Lord, to show them who you are. And I believe you, Lord, that this is the time for us, Lord, to have greater impact and influence in the earth. So, Lord, I ask you now, Lord, that you would equip us with your word. Pour out into us, Lord, insight, foresight, revelation. Lord, give us what we need, that we may be what the world needs. Move us, Father God, Lord, to touch the lives of those we come in contact with. Put people on our path and put us on the path of people. Father God, Lord, do in us, Lord, what needs to be done, that we will be made better. Father God, that we will be better equipped, Father God, for the ministry you've called us to. Lord, we trust you, Lord, that the things, Lord, that you pour into us, Father God, Lord, would be sufficient, Father God, Lord, for the needs of those we come in contact with. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the revelation knowledge. And Father, we thank you, Lord, that, Lord, everything, Lord, that you pour out in us, Father God, is going to benefit, Lord, those, the lives of the people, Lord, we touch. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that you have equipped us, Father God, Lord, for this hour that we live in. We thank you, Lord, that our homes, our communities, Father God, our families, our jobs are made better. Lord, because of our encounter with you and your word, Lord, your Holy Spirit, Father God, moves in us and through us. Lord, and we thank you, Lord, that anytime we can see, hear, and understand, Lord, we can be converted. So open our hearts, our minds, that we will be receptive, our ears will be alert, and Lord, that we will be attentive to your every word spoken. Father God, allow us to hear your Holy Spirit like never before. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Well, praise God. Open your Bibles with me once again to the book of Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. And when you get there, I want you to look at verse 2, Romans chapter 12. And I'm going to be reading from the amplified version of the text. We've been dealing with this scripture for a couple of weeks now, and we're going to go back in here because This is the launching point for this series that we're in right now. Romans chapter 12, beginning at verse 2. And here it says, Do not be conformed to this world, this age, fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs, but be transformed 
changed by the entire renewal of your mind, by its new ideals and its new attitude, so that you may prove for yourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. Now, if you've been with us, then you know that this is the year that God wants to restore the church to a place of greater influence and impact. And I told you, if we want to experience what God desires for us, it begins with our thinking. So we've been talking about restoring the mind because one thing that is essential to the restorative or restoration process is that we must have some concept of the original condition or state of that which is being restored. And that's why Paul tells us that we must be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how we think. In other words, we must allow the Holy Spirit to renew our minds, which means restoring them to the original way of thinking that God designed us with before it was corrupted by our flesh. See, we must understand that we were created in his image and his likeness, because the Bible says, as he is, so are we in this world. I, I told you, as believers, we have the same assignment that Jesus had, which was to destroy the works of the devil. But if we can't see ourselves the way God sees us, and we refuse to believe what he says about us, we'll never be able to do what he says we can do. The problem is, like Adam and Eve, so many of us as believers have become delusional because we have been swayed by physical evidence or intellectual arguments that are contrary to the word of God. And we've determined our limits based on what someone else said or our past experiences. And that's why Paul tells us to be aware, lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men, according to the basic principles of the world, not according to Christ. See, we must not allow the enemy to use the world system or any way of thinking that is contrary to the word to cheat us out of what we're entitled to. Otherwise, he will rob us of everything that God has spoken over our lives. I told you, a delusion is defined as a deception, a false representation, an error or mistake proceeding from false views that results in misleading of the mind. See, like the world, we've determined our thoughts, our actions, our emotions based on information that we receive in the natural. But I told you, if we're going to have the kind of influence and impact that God intended, we must be restored. We must go from operating based on information to revelation. And that's why Paul tells us to conform no longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds so that we may prove for ourselves what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God, even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for us. In other words, we are to change the way we think so that we will have proof. See, because revelation leads to manifestation. And that's what I want to talk to you about this morning. Going from revelation to manifestation. Is that all right? Now, I was talking to one of our ministry partners the other day, and they shared a testimony that they had paid off their mortgage. Somebody ought to type praise God in the comments. Because if you can't celebrate somebody else's victory, you'll never celebrate your own. Oh, somebody ought to say amen to that. And they told me it was a direct result of my example and my teaching. Now, that really blessed my spirit, but I need you to hear me because we've seen people get healed. 
come out of debt, delivered from prostitution, from addiction to drugs and alcohol. We've seen people break free from abusive relationships, start businesses, seen their families restored, received the spouse they were believing God for, seen their children blessed. But there are so many people who have been a part of our ministry over the past 20 years who have not had success, who have not experienced the things of God. But those who have gotten results have had one thing in common. They made hearing from God their priority. They didn't just listen to the sermons that I preached, but instead they received the revelation and applied it to their lives. And if we're going to experience kingdom manifestation, we must learn to receive revelation. And that's critical if we're going to have the kind of influence and impact that God wants us to have. Because we'll never convince anyone that God will supply their needs while we're in lack. We'll never be able to contribute to every good work unless we've been amply supplied. We'll never be able to convince somebody that God will bless their marriage while we're giving up on ours. See, as believers, we're supposed to be walking demonstration of the word of God. And that's why revelation is key. As a matter of fact, go over to 2 Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1. Second Peter chapter one. And when you get there, look at verse two. I'm reading this from the new King James version of the Bible. Second Peter chapter one, beginning at verse two. And here it reads, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus, our Lord as his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Now, I told you, revelation is knowledge directly from God. And here Peter tells us that grace and peace are multiplied to us when we receive revelation that it is revelation that gives us access to all things that pertain to life and godliness. And it's how we obtain the great and precious promises of the kingdom. It's what enables us to partake of his divine nature. In other words, Revelation leads to manifestation. And that's why hearing from God must become our priority. Somebody type in the comments, we need kingdom knowledge. See, I, I hear people say that they watch the news every day. I hear people say they check the stock market all the time. In this digital age we're in, people are always surfing the internet and checking social media because we have this need to stay informed. 
But God said through the prophet Hosea, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Not the lack of money, not the lack of education, not the lack of information, but it is the lack of revelation. Knowledge directly from God that keeps us in these perishable predicaments. It's what keeps us from experiencing kingdom results. Let me help you see this. Go over to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And when you get there, look at verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning at verse 9. And I'm reading this from the New King James Version. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, beginning at verse 9. And here it reads, But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. I, I told you there are some things that we will never experience based on information. It's going to require revelation. And that's why it's essential for us to learn to accurately distinguish between information and revelation. Knowledge that comes from the world and that which is directly from God in order to properly apply our faith. Because there's a difference between knowing in your head and knowing in your spirit, between having some information and having a revelation. It says, for the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that we have been freely given to us by God. See, here he tells us that the very reason that we were given the Spirit was so that we might know what God has freely given to us. That we might know that we're no means to behold, to be aware, to perceive, to understand. In other words, so that we could receive revelation, but not just knowledge of what we're entitled to, but also how to access it. As a matter of fact, look at verse 13. He says, however, when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. So he's not just going to tell you what you have. He's going to show you how to get it. He's going to show you how to take possession of it. He's going to guide you into the truth. Mm. See, it's one thing for me to pull up to a house and tell you that's your house. But I don't tell you how to get the deed or how to get the key. How the locks work. He said, but he's going to guide you 
into the truth. So he's not just going to take you to the truth. He's going to guide you into it. He's not just going to tell you what you have, but he's going to show you how to access it. He says, for he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. See, the Holy Spirit will reveal to you the very secrets of heaven so that you can operate in divine truth and take possession of what God said you can have. For example, what good would it do for the Holy Spirit to tell you that the truth is, regardless of how you feel, the truth is you're healed without showing you how to take possession of your health. Watch this. I, I remember a couple of years ago, November 2020, I ended up in the emergency room. Some of y'all remember this. Blood sugar, 875. I spent a week in intensive care. And the doctor tells me that I have diabetes and I'm going to be on insulin the rest of my life. And at that very moment, see, because I had been spending time in the word, see, one problem with us receiving revelation is because we wait until an issue shows up to try to get a revelation. And at that point, you're already too far engrossed in your flesh to even contact your spirit. The Bible tells us, walk in the spirit and you will not satisfy the lust of your flesh. See, watch this. See, when you're in a, in a crisis, when you're going through something, when you're in pain, when you're having problems, your flesh wants to dwell there. Your flesh wants to go with the feeling. It wants to follow that emotion. It wants to be upset. It wants to feel that pity. It wants to be depressed. It wants, that's what it desires. That's what it lusts after. But when you walk in the spirit, when you have made it your practice to follow the spirit of God, to live in the word, he said, you will not gratify the lust of the flesh. See, even when I, my body wants to give up, when my spirit wants to, my, my body wants to be depressed, when my emotions want to be down, I cannot, if I walk in the spirit, I'm not going to gratify the lust of my flesh. My flesh wants to quit, but I can't quit. Why? Because I walk in the spirit. Stay with me now. So because I'm already walking in the spirit, because I've already been living in the word, I didn't have to go looking for a revelation. I was already in a posture to hear from God. So when the doctor spoke something to my flesh and the enemy tried to introduce a thought, my flesh already said, no, you wrestle down that thought and make it captive to Christ. And so the revelation I received from God was said, no, you don't have diabetes because I didn't give it to you. The devil is a liar. We do not receive that. You're healed. Now he's saying that to me while I'm in intensive care, while they're shooting me with insulin. And the doctor's telling me this is my fate. Oh, you need to hear me. So what good would it do for the Holy Spirit to tell me that the truth is I'm actually healed and that's not my fate, regardless of what I'm going through without showing me how to take possession of it, without, show, without guiding me into that truth. So not only did he tell me that that was the truth, but he then gave me revelation. God showed me what I needed to do to change my eating, 
what I needed to do to change my lifestyle, what I needed to do to reverse that situation in my flesh, in the natural. He gave me some instructions. See, he showed me in the word that the word says, beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. See, your soul is your thinker, your chooser, your feeler. He says, so if you can be successful in your emotions, in your thoughts, in your decisions, he said, then you can be prosperous in your actual flesh. So I had to take control of my thoughts, my emotions, and my decisions. And follow the revelation, the instructions that he gave me. If I wanted to see manifestation of what the truth was that he gave me. And within three months. I had already got my numbers at the acceptable levels. Within four months, I removed myself from the medication because the doctor was skeptical. And within six months, the doctor could not believe what he saw in my lab work. Within a year, he looked me in my face and said he had never seen it done before. And I wasn't shocked at all. Because I had a revelation. Somebody type in the comments, revelation leads to manifestation. Well, go over to Psalm 119. Psalm 119. See, we've got to understand that I told you the Holy Spirit is not just going to tell you the truth. But he's going to show you how to take possession of it. Psalm 119, look at verse 105. Psalm 119, 105. Here it says, New King James Version, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my, fat, my path. The Passion Translation says it this way. Truth shining light guides me in my choices and decision. The revelation of your word makes my path clear. See, the purpose of the word is to give us revelation to guide us in our decisions, to show us how we're supposed to live. See, the word is not just for you to have an emotional experience. See, if you're going to church, if you're listening to sermons and all you're doing is getting emotional, that's a problem. Because if you're not getting instruction, if all you're getting is inspiration without instruction, then you're not receiving revelation. Because the Holy Spirit was not sent to be a cheerleader. He was sent to be a guide. Oh, I need somebody to hear what I just said. Oh, I'm not being blasphemous. I'm not trying to poo-poo on anybody's ministry. I'm trying to get you to understand something. If all the Holy Spirit does is make you run around the church, but doesn't give you anything to run around the church for, that's a problem. See, because anytime I've run around the church, Anytime I've shouted, it's because I just got a revelation because he just told me, he showed me, me out, and he gave me the instructions. See, he showed me the end 
before I got there. So I got excited, but he also showed me the path. He gave me the instructions. See, so many of us get excited when we hear what the end can be, but we leave before we ever get the instructions. We don't spend enough time with God to get the instructions. But the Holy Spirit's desire, the purpose of revelation is to guide us in our decisions to show us how we're supposed to live. As a matter of fact, go over to Joshua chapter one. Joshua chapter one. Oh, I'm trying to help somebody today. Joshua chapter one. See, because God's calling us to a place where we can impact the world. But you will never be able to impact the world if you're still impotent. If you have never received any power to produce any change in your life, you can't show anybody how to acquire change. Look at verse 8. Joshua 1, verse 8, New King James Version. Here he says, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. I told you the message translation calls the Bible the book of revelation. See, because that's the purpose of it is to give you revelation. It's to allow, it's not just for you to read it as information. It's for you to receive on the spiritual level and God to speak to you off these pages. See, it's a living word. See, the Bible says in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. So if the word is God, when you read it, it's not information. It's supposed to be talking to you. But it doesn't talk to your head. It talks to your spirit. He says, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do all that is written in it. See, but you got to spend enough time with him for to hear what he's got to say. He says that you may observe to do that word observe means to watch or look closely. In other words, so that you can see yourself doing so he can show you the outcome of the things that you've just read. So you can show you the path of how to get there. He says, for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. See, We've got to continue to read God's word and meditate on the word until we get a revelation, until we can see ourselves in the spirit doing what God said we can do and allow the Holy Spirit to show us the path, to give us instructions. Then and only then will we see results. Because in order to experience manifestation, the word has to be more than just information. It has to become revelation. We must allow God to give us a divine path to success. Oh, let me help y'all see this. Go over to Psalm 32. Psalm 32. Oh, I, I pray this is blessing your life because I'm telling you, it blessed mine. Psalm 32. And when you get to look at verse 8. Psalm 32, beginning at verse 8. And I'm going to read this from the New King James Version of the text. And this is God speaking. God says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Now, watch this. If I were to blindfold you, and take you by the hand and lead you around. Tell you, uh, step up, step to the left, step to the right. All right, duck your head down. Then what am I doing? I'm guiding you by my eyes. I'm revealing to you what I see. And that's what God is doing 
when he reveals his word to us. That's what he's saying here. Don't depend on your natural senses. I'm going to tell you where to go and what to do by revealing to you what I see in the spirit realm. See, because God sees what he sees from the end to the beginning. So God sees the things that be not as though they were. So God says, allow, close your eyes. Stop looking at what you see in front of you and allow me to lead you by my eyes. See, you looking at the fact that I'm in pain right now. You looking at the fact that I'm hurting right now. You looking at the fact that this and that is going on right now. You looking at your bank account. God says, but he sees things that be not as though they are. So God said, close your eyes, blindfold yourself and just hold my hand. God said, I will instruct you. I will teach you the way that you should go and I will guide you with my eyes. See, if you'll allow me to reveal to you what I see in the spirit, I can get you there. He goes on to say in verse nine, do not be like a horse or like the mule, which have no understanding. In other words, don't act like an ass. Yeah, you heard what pastor just said. It's in the Bible. Don't play with me. Go back and listen to the first sermon of the year. He said, don't act like an ass, which must be harnessed with bit and bridle, else they will not come near. The Passion Translation puts it this way. I hear the Lord saying, I will stay close to you, instructing and guiding you along the pathway for your life. I will advise you along the way and lead you forth with my eyes as your guide. So don't make it difficult. Don't be stubborn when I take you where you've not been before. Don't make me tug you and pull you along. Just come with me. See, God desires to give us revelation to show us the way we should go. And too many times we make things difficult by being stubborn, by refusing to follow his instructions. Oh, can I help somebody? God showed me how to get out of debt in 2011. Oh, you heard what I said. God showed, God spoke to me, gave me divine instructions how to get out of debt in 2011. It messed me up. I was actually working on my sermon. And when I woke up, God, I was working on my sermon, got up that morning to work on my sermon, and God was shouting to me instructions to the point that I couldn't even finish working on my sermon. I had to sit down and write these instructions down before I could even finish my sermon. I went back, finished my sermon, preached my sermon. The next day, I went down to the bank, and I started asking the lady at the bank about the things God told me. And the lady asked me, have you read this book by this particular person? Now, this particular person. Some, if I mention his name, both of you will probably know who he is because he's probably the preeminent Christian authority on debt management. And at the time, he had just started coming out with these books on People getting out of debt. And she asked me, had I read his book? And at the time, I hadn't even heard of him. I'm like, no. She said, that's exactly what he teaches in his books. I was like, really? So, okay. So God had given me divine revelation. He showed me how to get out of debt in 2011. But because I did not apply the revelation, I did not follow the instructions he gave me to a T. I started, but I did not take it as if it were the actual instructions that he gave me. 
See, I, 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 I did it halfway. I started doing stuff, and then I started doing stuff in my flesh. I started making my own choices, my own decisions, instead of letting him guide me. And it took me 10 years to see manifestation. See, because, watch this. Because I had to deal with the harvest of the decisions that I made after he gave me the revelation. See, because when I started living by information, there were consequences that came with that. But once I repented and I said, okay, God, I recognize where I got off track. And I said, God, I don't even need you to tell me nothing else because I know the revelation you gave me. I just need to follow these instructions. I was able to get back on the path. See, let me help you. If you're driving down the road, and there's an exit you're supposed to take. And the place you're going is right off the exit. But you miss the exit. You don't turn because you say, ah, oh, that ain't it. And you keep going. But now in order to turn around, you don't want those highways where you got to go 10 more miles down the road before you can turn around. Guess what? You're not going to be 10 minutes late. You're not going to be 20 minutes late because now you have to now go. You've gone 10 miles past. And now you got to go back 10 miles just to get back to the place where you were. So that's why it took me 10 years to do what he told me to do. Because I had already wasted time in disobedience. So now when I got in obedience, now I have to go and undo what my obedience, my disobedience had created before I could even get to the point to start undoing what I was already supposed to have been undoing in the first place. But praise God, I am now have manifestation. See, because once he gave me revelation, I should have just followed the instructions. Because when God gives you a revelation, he intends for us to be successful. As a matter of fact, go over to Psalm 25. Psalm 25, and look at verse 12. Here it says in verse 12, those who have reverence for the Lord will learn from him the path they should follow. Here it says, if we have reverence for the Lord, we will learn from him. One translation says, he will instruct us. But either way, it's our responsibility. Somebody type in the comments, success is your choice. Y'all don't believe it? Look at verse 13. He says, they will always be prosperous and their children will possess the land. See, God desires to lead us on the path to prosperity. But it's our responsibility to follow his instructions. And when we do, success is guaranteed. But can I prove to you for once and for all that it is the will of God for you to win? All you have to do is do what he says. Turn over to Isaiah chapter 48. Isaiah chapter 48. Oh, I'm almost done. Isaiah chapter 48. And when you get to look at verse 17. Isaiah chapter 48, beginning at verse 17. Here it reads, Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, 
I am the Lord your God who teaches you to profit, who leads you by the way you should go. See, God is the only one who knows how to manifest his blessings. He's the only one who can show us the way. Verse 18, he says, oh, that you had heeded my commandments. Then your peace would have been like a river and your righteousness like the ways of the sea. I, I told you, God has been confirming in my spirit that we are in a season where unquestioned obedience is going to produce miraculous results. Because when we follow instructions, the blessing is inevitable. So if we want to experience manifestation, we must learn to receive revelation. We must be able to hear God and do what he says. And that requires next level faith. As a matter of fact, go over to Proverbs chapter three. Last scripture. Proverbs chapter three. Here it says, trust in the Lord. I'm reading this from the Passion Translation. Trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. With all your heart, rely on him to guide you and he will lead you in every decision you make. Become intimate with him in whatever you do and he will lead you wherever you go. See, that's how we were originally designed to operate. God desired for us to trust him completely and not to rely on our own opinions. That's why he told us not to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Because he knew that information was a system inferior to that of revelation. He said, with all your heart, rely on him to guide you. And he was going to lead our every decision. That we were supposed to stay in intimate relationship with him, whatever we did, and he would lead our every step. And we would always be successful. But when Adam and Eve chose to disobey God, they began to receive knowledge through their natural senses. And they shifted to an inferior system. And so many of us as believers continue to live beneath what God intended for us because we refuse to follow instructions. When all we have to do is receive revelation. Because as Peter reminds us, simply receiving revelation Grace and peace are multiplied to us. We get access to all the things that pertain to life and godliness. We obtain the great and precious promises of the kingdom. And we partake of God's divine nature. Simply put, revelation leads to manifestation. When we're able to hear from God, and do what he says, it produces miraculous results. And if we're going to have the kind of input, influence, and impact that God desires us to, to in this season, we've got to go from revelation to manifestation. Because you can't sell me something that you yourself have no proof of. Somebody who's out of shape cannot sell you personal trainer services. Somebody who's broke can't sell you financial services. Somebody in poor health or not be able to be your doctor. Somebody whose relationships are in shambles should not be able to give you relationship counsel. Somebody's kids who are always off the rails should not be able to tell you anything about raising your children. 
So we're going to be able to have the influence and impact that God wants us to have on the earth. See, we're supposed to be the ones as believers that the world comes to. They're supposed to be coming to us, asking us, how, how do I save my marriage? How do I raise my kids? How do I handle this economy? What do I do when things get tough? And we all not only tell them, but we show them by the way of our example. We trust God. He guides me in my every step. And see, by our example and our teaching, they ought to reproduce the same results. Because revelation leads to manifestation. Amen. God bless you today. I pray this word has blessed you. I pray you're getting this in your spirit. See, the reason why the kingdom of darkness is so influential is because of the results they have. The sad thing is that their, 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 their results are counterfeit. So many times we look at the, these, these uh, celebrities, these rappers, these musicians, all this kind of stuff. They, they, they got these videos out, you know, promoting these lifestyles. This stuff is rented. It's not even theirs. That's not their house. That's not their car. It's not their jewelry. This stuff is rented for a video, but they're promoting a lifestyle. So we got people that are desiring the life of somebody else. Why? Because they're showing them results. What do you think will happen if you had actual results in your life? I'm not just talking material stuff. See, one of the reasons why people don't think marriage is anything because they see celebrities jumping from bed to bed to bed and make it look like it's so much fun, but they don't ever see them, the darkness of these broken relationships. They don't see the hurt in these children. All of these different lifestyles that the world, why? Because nobody ever sees that it's all counterfeit. But what do you think would happen if they saw the genuine article? They saw what it looks like for your kids to be whole, for your family to be whole. When they actually see real results and when they come to you, you can give them actual revelation. You can show them how to, Seek God, and God will show you how to get this. They say, how'd you do that? God taught me. People ask me all the time about my kids. I'm like, God taught me how to raise my kids. People ask me about my marriage. God taught me how to love my wife. Ask me about my finances. God showed me everything I know how to do. God showed me. And he'll show you too. All you got to do is spend time with him. He said, I am the Lord your God who teaches you how to profit, who leads you by the way you should go. That's what he said. That's what he said. He wants to be that person to you. He desires to be the one that leads you. He wants to be that person to show you but we've got to follow the instructions. That's our responsibility. Success is our choice. Are we going to receive the revelation and apply it to our life? If we do, success is guaranteed. So if you listen to this message today, you're like, man, I need to make a change. 
The first change is receiving Christ as your Lord. The Bible says that if you would confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you could be saved. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God loved you so much that he didn't want you to die in the condition you're in. See, I told you, when Adam and Eve made that decision, they, they severed that connection, that relationship with God. But God said, I wanted them to have a way back. I loved them so much that I gave up my son to pay the price for everything they did wrong, to reconcile that relationship. God said, see, you became his enemy at that point. But God said, I will give up my son to get you back to that place where you can now be intimate with me again. So that now you can have a trusting relationship with me. He said, that's what I'm willing to do because he said, that's who I want to be for you. He said, and I'll guide you. He said, but you've got to allow me to make the decisions. You got to let God drive. You got to make Jesus your Lord. And so if you desire that today, pray this prayer with me. Precious God, come into my heart. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. I believe that Jesus Christ died for me. And I want to receive him as my Lord and my Savior. Be my father. Make me your child. Teach me how to live for you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. If you've prayed that prayer, you're now part of the body of Christ, the family of believers, and there's nothing anybody can do to stop you. The next step in your journey is to find a Bible-teaching, Bible-believing church. One that will come alongside you and help you in this journey. Teach you how to live this life. Show you how to walk with God. Show you how to hear from God. Show you how to see the thing. To walk as an example in front of you. And show you the evidence of what this life will produce. And if you desire that today, go to our website, lovemychurch.org. Click contact us. Fill out a connection card. And one of our ministers will get back with you. We broadcast every Sunday morning at 1215. Every Thursday evening at 730. You go to our website, you can find information about all of our ministries. We have a wonderful women's ministry called Women of Worth, where Pastor Stephanie deals with our women's issues specifically. We have a men's ministry called The Man Cave, where my spiritual son, Corey Coleman, and I, we sit down and we talk about men's issues. We have a marriage ministry called Marriage Seer Training, where my wife and I, we talk about how to have a healthy marriage. And then we have... Uh, awesome virtual study group that we have with our, our partners. And if you want any of those connection points, just go to our website and you can find all that information. Just send us a connection card. We'll make sure you know how to get connected. Secondly, if you've just been blessed by this ministry, you're like, man, this word was powerful. And I think more people need to hear word like this, more teaching like this. You want to help us continue to do what God's called us to do in the earth? You can sow a financial seed. You can use Cash App, dollar sign, my church Lynchburg, PayPal.me forward slash my church Lynchburg, or you can use the Givelify app. But know however you desire to give, your gifts are going to help us continue to spread the gospel all around the world. You can sow your tithe, your offering, your seed, whatever it is. Just know that it's going to help us continue to do what God's called us to do right here in the earth. Help us change somebody else's life for the better. Thirdly, if you know somebody else who needs this message, make sure that you like, share, tag, let them know how you watch the word and how they can get this word. But whatever you do, make sure you come back and watch with us again on next time as we continue talking about this year where God's restoring us. But I'm Pastor Tuck. God bless you. I love you. And please stay tuned to our ministry. We've got some exciting things taking place 
And in the coming weeks, we're going to be announcing some great new things taking place in this ministry. And I'm so excited about it. Just stay patient. I'm telling you, we got some great things happening. And I'm so excited. I've been working hard. We've been working. My team has been working hard behind the scenes to bring some new things to you. And so just stay with us. Stay tuned. And please stay tuned for our announcements. God bless you. I'll see you again on next time. I love you. I'm Pastor Tuck. God bless you. And stay tuned for our announcements. See you again on next time for the Word in My Church. Pastor Stephanie for Women of Worth every first and third Thursday at 7.30 p.m. on Facebook Live. Join Pastor Tuck in the Man Cave every second and fourth Thursday at 7.30 p.m. on Facebook Live. Before the pandemic, our relationship was already in trouble. It's like we argue about everything. I mean, he comes home and he sits in the driveway, in the car, instead of coming into the house with me and his son. See, she doesn't trust me. And she talks about me to her girlfriends. Like she speaks so loudly like she wants me to hear. What am I supposed to do with that? Why do you have to get out of the bed at 11.20 at night to return a text? You see? She doesn't even know how to talk to me. And he refuses to talk to me. Like the first couple weeks of quarantine, together in the house all day and all night, just confirmed it's me. I can't do this anymore. You know what? I'm done. I think I'm done. Maybe we need to get some help. I think we need to talk to somebody. Marriages are under attack. And if you or someone you know needs help, then join Pastors Lewis and Stephanie Tucker for My Church Marriage Seer Training. Every fifth Thursday at 7.30 p.m., Pastors Lewis and Stephanie Tucker have designed a course to help your marriage to not just survive, but to thrive. Get the tools necessary for a successful biblical marriage. You can enjoy this course live on Roku, Fire Stick, and Apple TV via the BoxCast channel or on Facebook and YouTube Live. Just search My Church Lynchburg. Why not make an investment into your marriage that will impact generations? My Church Lynchburg Marriage Seer Training every fifth Thursday at 7.30 p.m. You can now watch the My Church broadcast on your Roku and Amazon Fire TV and Apple TV. Simply download the BoxCast channel and look for the My Church icon.
or catch the word on the go with the word at my church podcast now available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Music. Tune in iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Stitcher podcast platforms. Just search for My Church Lynchburg. Now there's no excuse to go without the word. And for those of you with Alexa-enabled devices, simply enable the My Church Lynchburg skill in the Alexa app. Then say, Alexa, open My Church Lynchburg and sit back and enjoy the word.